Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Stop it, If you want to be my friend, you should dare to go and get up. Skitty And maybe we could keep it tight. Skitty da ba ba. did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. very clear about something what come houston yeah and it's time to stand oh. up and sing that fucking uh-huh. song if you hold back uh, why are you there why are you there if you hold back and you go i've never been at this that's your only excuse sure your only excuse and i've never been at this but even those people and they won't hear this so they won't know but right. even those people should be like ah, everyone's doing it ah, i'll do it whatever right that's what you want to happen right and the only way that happens is if you are listening to this right now and you are in houston and you are at the live show and we come out singing that song. If you are not singing it at the top of your lungs, we can't get those other people to stand up. I don't know what else up. we can give we you. We can't get them singing. We're going to be wearing tuxes. It's a We're group effort. We will back. smell so bad. Noah's going to be there. You'll get to meet Noah. No You'll get to meet skis, producer Noah. Or the Jacobskis will be present. Hey, you know something you didn't talk about real quick on the last Jacobi, episode? He did stand up. Jacoby dropped in the tool tours of touring comics. He did the guest spot. I think he was the first guest spot of the tour, I think. No, no. We had Dave Ross. Okay. Um, He did the guest spot. Hey, man. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, Dave Ross. Uh, Guest spot in uh, Houston at The Secret Group, where the show's going to be, and he did great. He did stand up forever ago, 10 years ago, I think, almost to the date, I think he was saying, and now he got back on stage. He did five minutes, and it was great. It it. was great. The Galveston crew came up. Keith was there. Her mom was like, why would y'all go to this? Y'all still talking to them y'all, felons? Why y'all talking to them boys? <laughs> I want her to refer to us as boys. Oh, for sure. Be like, you know what? You're not wrong. We're not men. Mm-hmm. I, we're not boys, but we're not men. And we're not teenagers. I don't know what we are. <laughs> when is what, dude? When what is, is what? What is when? When is when who? Is who does what? is what? who? What is who, dude? Hashtag what? Hashtag what is who? <laughs> Shanley, get on it. Um, we start becoming very aggressive with Shanley. 
Come, All right, let's come see me this weekend in Boca Raton. Come see me in Cap City in March. Boca Raton, Zanies Nashville, RoyScoville.com for Daniel everything. DanielVanKirk.com for everything. Follow us on Instagram. We hype everything we got going on. The Pen Pals Pod, at the Pen Pals Pod on uh, Instagram. Daniel, let's go, go to, to the, the letters. letters. God, that was good. That was good. I know. Brought my blades this time, bro. Talked about it last you, week. You bladed. Dude. Nice, dude. I uh, dude. I was like, how's he already gone? I don't uh, stop. I uh when I first got my rollerblades, yeah. Like got like in when got I him, was got 92. Him. Yeah. Helmet. No, no, no helmet. Wow. Elbow wow. pads and wrist pads. Of course. Yeah. With, with the like blades. The thing. Yeah. With the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You put those on, you go, I get it. Those I get are key. It. Yep. Those are key. It's very and the key. cool gloves with the fingerless mm-hmm. gloves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a package deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going? You. Okay, here we go. This was handed to me in Springfield, Massachusetts. Great little casino. It was actually really cool. Um, uh, The comics were great. Christine and Alicia opened up for me. It was awesome. All right, here we go. Ready? Dear Dan and Rory. Yep. Don't argue the order. I'm physically handing the Dan this letter. That's not a bad argument. All right. Gather around my sweet pennies and pallors. It's story time. During a recent family dinner, I found out that a distant relative of mine was executed in the electric chair. As a true crime fanatic, I was instantly filled with excitement. Wait, what? Tell me everything. That was in quotes. Unfortunately, that was all my grandparents knew. When I got home, I immediately put on my detective hat and began internet sleuthing. Because I procrastinated... Uh, we know a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find we're David. And we will eventually find, find David. Him. Yeah. Yep. We probably got Ponters done that. Okay. <laughs> Which you'd know if you were part of the Palpatentrion. All right. Uh, because I procrastinated and am short on time, I will copy and paste the newspaper article below. Please read it in an old-timey New York accent. Much appreciated. Clipped from the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, January 31st, 1930. January 31st is, A, my brother's birthday, and B, they handed this to me on January 31st, I believe. So they handed me this, what is that, 90 years to the day that this article came out. Ready? Yep. Oh, I'm ready. I'll do the first line old-timey, and then I won't do the rest. Brooklyn pair, cool, as they die in the electric chair. All right. That was, and honestly, that was worth it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> okay, ready? Here, and then I, and then I think there's two. I and you know what? Dishonestly, that wasn't worth it. So ah. Dishonestly. Oh, great. <laughs> dishonestly? Oh, my God. Thank you. Dishonestly? I fucking hate you. Dishonestly, that was so, that was so stupid that you did it that way. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It really takes some paying attention to catch it. Right. But if you wrote someone a Valentine's Day card, like this coming weekend, dishonestly, this is the worst relationship I've ever been in. Every single day, Can I, be I am with you? unthankful for the fact that you are in my life. Yeah. And oh I God. hope that upon reading this, you never speak to me again. Yeah. I cried when you were so sweet. <laughs> Somebody do that. Okay. So it says Brooklyn pair cool as they die in the electric chair. Then it says, I'm going to try the last name. It's P-L-A-I-A. Playa. Playa? Playa? Whatever. Chews gum and smiles. Sclafoni. Dust off seat. 
Thanks, Priest. It's like two headlines. Oh, here we go. Austin, New York, January 31st. Frank Playa and Michael Scalfani, my relative, both of Brooklyn, were executed in the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison last night for the murders of Soro Graziano and his wife Mary at Franklin Square, Long Island, a year ago. Playa went first and was pronounced dead at 11.05 p.m. Scalfani was pronounced dead at 11.12 p.m. Playa... Chewing gum and grinning, he carried a lighted cigarette. Father McCaffrey, Catholic chaplain, was praying at his side on the last march. Playa sat down in the chair, still smiling. He flicked away the cigarette. Then they gave him three shocks. Then came Scalfani, the alleged squealer. If he was an informer, he died the death of a brave man, braver than the swaggering Playa who had relieved him uh, who, I'm sorry, that was different. Uh, braver than the swaggering playa who had reviled him and mouthed curses at him in the cell. He also was accompanied by, the ch- by a chanting priest. He seemed to be praying too. The doomed man squared his shoulders as he faced the chair and spoke. The governor could have saved me if he wanted to. I want to thank the keepers and Father McCaffrey for being so nice to me. Then Scalfani turned, took a towel, and dusted off the chair, which was to send him to his death. Pretty badass move. Playa, for his last meal, ordered roast duck, mashed potatoes, rolls, coffee, ice cream, and apples. Attendants were unable to buy a duck in uh, Ossining, so to grant the last wish of the condemned man, they killed a duck from the flock at the prison. Scalfani ordered chicken, rolls, coffee, and ice cream. Tell you what, rolls, coffee, and ice cream. You're going to get that. That was a hot item back then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are now done with the article. So anyway, that's my story, which brings me to my question. What would your last meals be? Side note, obviously I don't condone murder. Oh, and please add I Want to Break Free by Queen to the playlist. That's on you, Aristotle. Much love. Jeanette, you can use my name. Jeanette. Okay. First of all, how crazy to find out someone you related to was killed in the electric chair. Yeah. And then later inspired the two ghosts at the beginning of Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) The Scolari Brothers! <laughs> and then also, the like stone coldness of them about yeah. to die. Yeah. Like, oh, let me dust off this seat. Yeah. I think it, I don't think it's going to matter. I but think that's, you're but okay. that's when you're in, you, that's when you exist in this thing of like, this is only the beginning. All you're doing is getting me out of this matrix. I'm going into the next one. That's, that, that's like someone's perception, like smiling, like, no. You can't I, take me. You can't take me. Which I couldn't. There's no way that was their perception. Right. But I'm sure they were like, what am I going to do? This is it. See ya. I won't let you win. I'm going to smile and not let you win. I'm not saying these are good people. No. But the smiling. we're not saying it all. And (laughs) when I said badass, I didn't mean like, isn't he cool? Yeah. I just mean like, how cold is that? I know. Like, that is the kind of thing where you're like, oh, Jesus. Right. A cigarette, flicking it, smiling. Like, go ahead, do it. It's like. You literally are like, I won't give you the satisfaction of my fear or my tears. I'm like I said, I'm not defending murders. No. But that is the point of that. Right. And it does bother you. I would because not because if they were afraid and you're, you know, also we don't know who they killed. If it was like Frank also, and Mary, also a guy I who think. killed people and Mary who was a part of it. <laughs> right. Easily could be the case. But 
you know, if you're a family and you're sitting there, you want the closure of being like, okay, good. They they felt bad. Well, they, they were would, sorry. They would have gotten it out of me. Yeah. I'd have been like, come on, guys. Guys, I feel horrible about this. I don't know. Yeah. It's, ugh. Okay. And I don't know if we've talked about it before. Electric chair. Jesus you, would Christ. you have a last meal? Yes. I wonder if Scalfini Blizzard had, for sure. I wonder if... <laughs> I wonder. We'll give me a blizzy. Well, give I me a blizzy. Scalf- I'd say, and then rolls and coffee and ice cream. Obviously, I wonder if Scalfini had to watch Paella, Paella, go do it first. I love that you can't. You're just like P A I A Platania. Do you know it? What is it? P A I A Paella, Paella, P A I A. It's probably Paella, Paella. Paya. I I think Paya is a good guess. That could be wrong, but I think Paya is I a good guess. I think it is guess. too, but yeah, I yeah. just keep messing with it because I'm eventually I will have landed. I love you. It. You added an L in there. It's like you're Playa. Like, what? Playa. Playa ya ya. What? Okay. Yeah, I uh First of all, do you have anyone in your family that's like com- committed a big crime? Not to my knowledge. Not to no. mine either. Yeah. I told you about my grandma's uh, cousin, right? What was it? I think I just mentioned it briefly. He was just always bad. Okay. And then he went to jail, and then he called my grandparents home and said when he got out of jail, he was going to kill my grandma. So my grandpa had guns. Huh. Or my grandpa had guns around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, when he shows up, I'm going to be yeah, three yeah. steps from a gun. Yeah. I'll be, I will be Sarah Connor from Terminator right. 2. I will be ready. Because <laughs> also it feels like in the 40s or 50s, whenever that went down, that it was kind of like that our country was a little more like, well, you got to handle your own business. Yeah. Like yeah, now yeah. it's like... The cops will be like, well, hopefully. I right. Mean, <laughs> that's probably some white privilege. The cops yeah. will show up right away. <laughs> yeah, they'll be here. Yeah. They'll yeah. be here. They'll, they'll be here and they'll listen to what I have to say. They will listen. Yeah. <laughs> I will sort this out when the cops get here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like there was like in Rochelle too, probably around <laughs> that time. It was like, well, you you better handle it. That guy comes to your house. Yeah. You'd be ready for him. Yeah. yeah it's your That's your job. Right. All right. Like, for all I know, Rochelle had three cops at that time. Right, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, last meal, though? I mean, obviously. What? Spiral mac and cheese. Yeah. Has to. Interesting. Has to. Craft. Do I want Kraft, a pasta? spiral mac and cheese. Do I want a pasta? Do I want a meatloaf sandwich? No, no. I thought you were going to go, do I want that heaviness when I go? <laughs> Because we, I don't want to poop it out in front of everyone. You think about that pre-show, right? I do. I'm like, oh, I can't. That's too heavy. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but I yeah, wondered, yeah. like, that sentence. You're like, what's light? Yeah, what's gonna mm. get me through? This? I think yogurt. I'll do yogurt. Also, dumb granola, apples, coffee, and ice cream. You might as well just say 1930s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the 1930s blue plate special, right? Hey, some apples. Yep. Apples, S, more than one apple. <laughs> I know that's another thing. How many apples you want? Yeah, I love ice cream. I love you. Did, that means he just gorged on. It. He's like, well, I'm gonna eat until it hurts. Also, think of the poor duck who's like, hey guys, what? love living here on the prison. Yeah, just trying to add some nice like ambiance. Yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, got yeah. a lot of fences. Yeah, we gotta going kill on. one of you. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Why? I didn't do anything. I don't have to be here. <laughs> right. Okay, hold on, let me ask you this. I'm not in jail. What are you killing me for? Some You guys got a yeah. family that stumbled in that's sick? Uh, we have a weird tradition for murderers. Okay. Yeah, we let them pick what they're going to eat last. And you, So he gets to kill one more person? He said, one duck, more thing? we got to do it. Do you have to? Well, look, we could probably go get a chicken and just lie. And what's he going to do? He's right. in jail. He's going to die like chicken, that but Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, it sure moron. does. Everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. 
But no, uh, we got to kill one of you ducks. Right. <laughs> like, how, like, fuck, why you do that to the ducks? Isn't that a weird thing that you get to do that? Like You've already people, taken people one have life. decided. People have decided you fucked up right. so badly. Uh-huh. You you're out of the game. Yeah. We're getting we're pushing you out of the game. We're right. gonna kill you. Right. What do you want to eat? <laughs> like why? Why is that a thing? I don't know. What do you want? You want fish sticks? <sighs> we'll get fish. We'll go out of our way. Would you have fish sticks? Why why don't why did why is that the thing? Where did it start? I have no idea. Look at him. Yeah, I love when you do this. Yeah, folks, here we go. Let's guess. Do you think it's a medieval thing? Like you'd get some meat and mead before you had to go? Probably, right? Uh, Like what's your last thing? Or do you think maybe it's like a Western thing? Like it started in the American West and you were going to get hung. Also, how excited do you think they were when they found out they didn't have to hang people anymore? Last meal. Origins. Last meal origins. In the United States, most states give the meal a day or two before execution and use the euphemism special meal. Alcohol or tobacco are usually denied. Unorthodox or unavailable requests are are replaced with substitutes. Some states place tight restriction. In Florida, the food for the last meal must be purchased locally and the cost is limited to $40. In Oklahoma... A $40 meal... That's pretty great. Well, good thing I'm getting craft, baby. In Oklahoma, cost is limited to $15. In Louisiana, Whoa. the prison warden traditionally joins the condemned prisoner for the last meal. On one occasion, the warden paid for an inmate's lobster dinner. Sometimes a prisoner shares the last meal with another inmate or has the meal distributed among other inmates. In September 2011, the state of Texas abolished all special last meal requests after condemned prisoner Lawrence Russell Brewer requested a huge last meal and did not eat any of it, saying he was not hungry. The meal consisted of two chicken fried steaks with gravy and sliced onions, a triple patty bacon cheeseburger with fixings on the side, a cheese omelet with ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos, a bowl of fried okra with ketchup, a pound of barbecued meat with half of a loaf of white bread, Three fully loaded fajitas, a pizza topped with pepperoni, (laughs) ham, beef, bacon, and sausage, a pint of bluebell ice cream, a slab of peanut butter fudge topped with crushed peanuts, and three root beers. Okay. Can you just, I just want to say, Texas, fuck you. Okay. That is your fault. My God. Who is like, okay, well, anything else? Anything? Yeah, give me a slab of fudge. I want a pepperoni pizza. Okay. Anything on it? Well, yeah, pepperoni, but then take the pizza off after you make it. Take the pepperoni off. Okay. And then I want three pickles. Okay. Uh, two sweet, one dill. Jesus spear, Christ. Spear the third one, but leave the first two whole. Okay. And then I want those dusty mints that they have at like a baby shower. Oh, yeah, yeah, or a yeah, 50th yeah, yeah. wedding yeah, anniversary. Yeah, we'll get that. Okay. And then I want the Eucharist bre- blessed by three p- priests from two different states. <laughs> and, and- you got it. I you got, got it. it. Okay. And then I want Reese's Pieces frozen. Can I get that? Jesus. Can I get it? Fuck. I want peanut butter and jelly sand. I want a hundred. I want a grilled cheese with pulled pork and tomatoes on it, which I know Here's what kills me. Not Here's what kills cheese. me. Like if I if that everything I just told you and I said that was nineteen sixty three. Right. You'd be like, so that's when they learned. 
This was in 2011, and they still took that order. Here's the gave it to him. Here's the and he goes, thing. I'm not hungry. That's the greatest power move. Ever. I know. Oh, did it take a long time? I don't even give a fuck. Right. I'm hungry. When you first started reading it, I was like, two Salisbury steaks is not that much. Or country fried steak or whatever it was. I'm like, I'm that's like, where you then, thought it would end. Yes. That's literally, I was like, they, they got mad he ordered those. Here's the other thing. He's probably a piece of shit. Why didn't right? he just keep going? Why did we like, and then I want a truckload right. filled with soft taco tortillas. No, nothing in them. Right, right. Let's assume just so it isn't horrible that he was not wrongfully convicted. Okay. <laughs> Let's assume that. Right, You're right. right. Yeah. So, uh, assuming that he's not wrongfully convicted, which given our judicial system he might have been but uh, i will tell you what this food order and then not eating it makes me seem like uh i bet he killed people <laughs> that's true too so that's what i say i don't want to give him too many accolades but <coughs> this is a great bit yes great bit yes also fuck texas and i love a texas. pound of barbecued I, meat i love going to texas i love being in texas but you're gonna not let anyone have a final meal because of one fucking person. Uh, so this is why I say fuck Texas. Right. One, you took that whole order at no point. You went. Not, you can't even physically it? eat right. this. You couldn't physically finish this meal. And I want meal. two pop tarts, and I want nacho cheese on top of grilled shrimp. And instead, shrimp. you go. You know, we don't do the last meal anymore. It's like, or how about the other states that applied their brain said there's a, a limit. limit. There's a limit, Why but Texas you? goes, no one gets it. Oh, Jesus, Texas. Get it. Get your fucking shit together. You got, you've got. you made Daniel and I so mad, we're defending inmates' rights to a last meal that five minutes ago we thought was ridiculous. Right. We Five minutes ago we go, why would you even do that? Now I'm back on. <laughs> I'm back on. You owe them that. <laughs> I want all marshmallows, Lucky Charms, 1% milk. But a side dish of 2% milk in case I change my mind. You want to hear about this one? Serial killer in Germany, 1925. Okay. Apples, Requested meal. (laughs) An expensive cigar and a cup of Brazilian coffee. No. Right? And in Texas, they go, no. Right. No, no. Honestly, no, because of Lawrence (laughs) and what he ordered. Ugh. Okay. And the only reason they took that order is because fucking there are people in Texas who are like, well, no, my sister, she eats that much for breakfast. And that's the only reason they took Why it. Would you it didn't occur order? to them that that was too much food. That's Texas. And at no point did Texas go, well, Jesus Christ, he's going to die of fucking overdosing on food that, before okay, we even That was him. my other thought. <laughs> what if, Rory, what if you were like, you had a horrible nut allergy and you just ordered a whole bunch of cashews and you were like, I'm going to take myself out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they're so pissed at you. Uh, I love it. I love these letters because we ended up there. Uh, it, what like, are you finding? I, I'm just I'm just finding what people have chosen. Did you say what you would choose? Well, I did say for sure a blizzard. Oh, yeah. do you mean that? Yes. Remember? Did we tell people you gave me my first blizzard? You posted it, right? Uh yes, okay. I think I post. I will post it just in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are. It, I think it goes back. I mean, I just told you 1920 something in Germany. I want a Hedden's pork chop from Hedden's Meats in Creston, Illinois. Okay. I want Kraft Spiral macaroni and cheese, Neapolitan ice cream, German chocolate cake. What brand? Of Neapolitan? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just the just the paper box that has the stuff in it. The paper box that has stuff in it, folks. And then what 
a root beer for sure. Dude, one guy went with one honey bun. Really? Douglas Wright, Murder in Oregon, 1996, lethal injection. He just wanted one honey bun. Reese's Pieces and, yeah, definitely a root beer. Probably an IBC. Oh, you know what? An A&W, but, but <laughs> brewed right from the place. No This is Mississippi ice. in 2012. You ready? Yeah. One Pizza Hut medium super supreme deep dish pizza with double portions of mushrooms, onions, jalapeno peppers, and pepperoni. A second pizza with three cheeses, olives, bell pepper, tomato, garlic, and Italian sausage. Ten eight-ounce packs of Parmesan cheese. Ten eight-ounce packs of ranch dressing. One family-sized bag of Doritos nacho cheese flavor. Eight-ounce jalapeno nacho cheese. Four-ounce sliced jalapenos. Two large strawberry shakes. Two 20-ounce cherry Cokes, one supersized order of McDonald's fries with extra ketchup and mayonnaise, and two pints of strawberry ice cream. He consumed about half of the meal. Do you think they do this when everybody at the prison is like, I don't think he actually did it. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> right. whatever he says. Right. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, dude, one guy in Texas, he requested a lump of dirt, and he was denied. So he settled for a cup of yogurt. That's a fair trade. <laughs> That's fair. All right, we'll get out of here. I want to get to yours. Uh, Jeanette, thank you for this letter. It's crazy to find out that someone you were related to was sent to the electric chair. Uh, hope It seems like, though, for the right reasons. And uh, thanks for coming to the show and handing me this letter. You put it, you put it, you took us to a fun spot. Yeah. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk. And Rory Scoville. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life, so there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film-nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code 
Top Show. And we're back, folks. Hey, hey. We're diving right back in. Um, Daniel Van Kirk and Roy Scoville, your pen pals. Here we go. Okay. Hi, Daniel and Rory. My name is, uh, this is an diff- interesting spelling, uh, Refilwe, pronounced refill, refill way. Nickname, yeah. nickname Fifi. Mm-hmm. I am from Virginia. Virginia is a small town located in the farming and agricultural province state, quotations, called Free State. Central South Africa is also what it's called. Uh, my brother is the only male amongst two females. He was born in 94, and my sister was born in 97. I'm 19 years old, and I've never dated anyone. Still a singleton. Is that the official term? I must be. <clears throat> what I would like to know is, at what age would you consider it appropriate to start dating? Most people that I know, my siblings included, introduce their significant others to their parents either the day before the wedding or after eloping. Grossly exaggerated, but I hope you see what I mean. Although it's not always like that, parents here only want their children to start dating after getting their university degree, an average of six years, after buying their own house and own car. So basically, when you're in your 30s. I would like your opinion on these situations and what you would do uh, differently. Signed, Refillway Makupdu. I think that I'm saying that last name right. P.S. If you butchered it, you wouldn't be the first. That's good to know. I think I said it right, though. Makudu. That's Makudu. So this is a person writing us from... Refillway Makudu. From South Africa. Yeah. Saw that. It's, uh, the subject is South African pen pal. And, wow. Uh, That's Yeah, I like that. Awesome. I like it. Um, and obviously, you're, we're hearing just through that letter what a big cultural difference Yes, it is. Yes. Because Easily. dating here is like 16, 15. Maybe even younger, but also I mean, like, younger, you're like, you're my yes. girlfriend, but you're not worried. But also the expectation going. of it is different. It certainly, I can't imagine there's too many families, not that there aren't any, but I can't believe there's too many that are like, no, once you get through college, buy a car and a house, then you can start dating. Like that, you'd never have heard of. Uh, no. Ever. But it's very interesting. It's very interesting to to learn culturally, as you already know, because you exist in this world, cultures are different. And mm-hmm. there's there's there are things, an infinite amount of things that would probably shock you right. that are so different than your your experience of of life and what the rules are or the expectations or the etiquette. But this is this is interesting because here, mm-hmm. our culture, I would say my short answer to what age I would consider it appropriate to start dating, um, I would say in middle school, which here is what, eleven to thirteen years old. Yeah, that's like, sixth to eighth like grade. You. That's when you're like dating but you are not dating you're saying i'm going steady with and it's not even a thing and you're embarrassed by it and you have a girlfriend you don't talk to her and you know it's like this weird awkward thing right um i would say somewhere in high school uh 15 16 17 certainly people 18 Let's well, I mean, as, as far as like 19, the youngest, I would counting. say. No, I'd rather we just keep counting. Twenty. You get to thirty-nine. I'm like, okay, so you and Refill Way, you're in the same boat. Um, I would say fourteen feels too young for yeah, me as yeah, a yeah. as a father. Yeah. Um, because I don't know that you can like date date. Part of me feels like it it should be sixteen, just because that is when it is like 
the, the the driving aspect of being able to actually go on a date. But at the same time, I'm not the person who's against the idea of like, you know, if my daughter was like, Dad, drop me off at the movies. Uh, we're going on this double date. It's like our group of girls are meeting right. that group yeah, of guys. Yeah. And while that makes me uncomfortable, I can't look at that and be like, well, no. It's a, it's like, well, that's that's natural. Yeah. That's your natural brain. That's your natural emotions. Like, yes, of course, go do those things. That feels like wildly exciting. You don't even give a fuck with the movie. You're not looking at the movie. You're like, oh, my God, we're on dates. Right. I think, I don't know. I'd say 15. I guess 15. Yeah, 15, for me. 16. I as as my, in my life experience, you're like, well, whenever. <laughs> but how would you? But as a dad, I because, guess I'd have to reconcile it around 15. Probably. But here's the thing: at 15 and 16, where you're saying to yourself, "Oh, I'm dating you. We're dating, right?" Yeah. But if you have a house and a car and you finish university, you are now looking for a relationship. Well, I mean, that's you're what... not. You're not. You're, you're, the dating portion is so truncated by the, like, find yeah. a relationship. Yes. Well, here's, here's what I think is interesting culturally. It's that uh, I personally believe that the dating process and dating many different people mm-hmm. and doing it over a period of time in your youth is something that informs you of who you are and what you're looking for right. and also how you play fucking team sports mm-hmm. you how do you what do you contribute what are you getting out of it right. what what things could you be better at could you be those are in my opinion critical lessons to take into what some would consider maybe that final relationship not that i think things have to be final either but right. ha, what what do you take into each next relationship that you can look back on and go, this is what I learned about the previous ones. And sometimes those lessons aren't even about you uh, being a better person. It's about you maybe going, oh, I now know the personality types I do not mix with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so-and-so's aggressive or people that react this way or people that always do this. You may learn, oh, God, I don't like that. I hope I'm not that person and you take it in the this the the culture of of getting through all that stuff and and to play devil's advocate because i i can't speak to it maybe maybe getting going through university and buying a house and having a car maybe you get to this certain point of being so mature you're like oh i know i naturally know what to bring <laughs> to a relationship i, I would, don't think I, you would. I, I i think experience I creates that yeah I, I think those are two completely different animals of, of it's like, your own relationship with yourself you probably right, you've are amazing at <laughs> yeah. you're amazing at it yeah you know what you like you know <clears throat> what, what yeah. kind of house you want to yeah. live like, but but would you argue that maybe if you become so amazing at learning that relationship with yourself you quickly are like oh no i'm not into that no 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 you oh my god yeah okay yeah yeah we hit it off and then you're like we're married like maybe. would that happen because you know yourself so well i think it gets harder i think the older you are and single the harder it is to find Someone, because you, you, like, I have friends who are like, if if my wife and I had not gotten married so young, I don't know that we would get married now. Yeah. We are very happy sure, together. Sure, I and get we it. love I get each that, other, though. but we were though. dumb enough, we were dumb enough at the same time to, yeah. to be, to get married. And then we just Thankfully, committed. they're happy. For, yes. We committed. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the older you are, 
If somebody's like, well, I don't really blank, you're like, oh, okay, we'll take off. And you're like, oh, I haven't put any money into this company yet, so why Right. Why would like, I now Right. if I don't like, like well, the company? And you're like, well, I know exactly what I like, so if you're not into that, like, it's all right, take care. Yeah. Where at your 23, you just, like, don't really, you're like, oh, I haven't figured it out either, so I don't know, maybe right. I would be. In, and then you just kind of build a life together, and it all works out, hopefully. Yeah. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Some people end up diverging, obviously, as they get older. Yeah. So I think that that's even, like, the more you... And I, this sounds derogatory, but I don't mean it. But the more you are set in your ways, yeah, the harder I think it is to incorporate another person into that. To to do the give when and you're take, 22, the sacrifice of yourself. Twenty six. You don't know yourself. You're not yeah. Set in your ways. Sure. You don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so it is easier to incorporate another person in because they're figuring it out too. Yeah. But when you're like, I live here. I drive this car. Here's what I do. Does yeah. that match up with you? Because if it doesn't. See ya. Let me let me change my answer slightly, uh, because I want to talk more detailed about dating, in the sense of like, da- like for instance, fifteen. I think it's great because it's sort of this puppy love style dating. Right. Right. Sure. Right. And some people, you know, hey, the you meet somebody. The stakes are so low. Yeah. It's did we enjoy the movie and how yeah. clammy was my I th- hand? I think mid twenties. If someone said I'm going to start dating, when should I start? I would go. Well, mid twenties is when it might be the the best time frame. To allow yourself to grow into someone who is influenced by someone else's perception. You know what I mean? There's so many things about who I am now that are heavily influenced by my wife. And I'm grateful for it. It, At 39, if I would have started dating, let's say, five years ago, Mm -hmm. I I would probably be more concreted. I don't know if that's the word, but you know what I mean. Like more solidified my belief system or what I, right. what I thought or right. that maybe I wouldn't allow outside influence and other perspective to maybe change me and influence me. I, I think it's the it's the people that uh, are influenced by traveling abroad, that are influenced by other cultures, that are influenced by other people that have the like more um, that, that have the fuller life, that have the more more perspective. Right. And I think getting intimate with someone uh not only like uh sexually but emotionally and in a relationship that changes you it should hopefully change you for the better and it should teach you stuff that you couldn't have taught yourself and it gives you perspective you couldn't have gotten uh on your own i understand the idea economically of saying you need to focus on what your career is going to be and get a car and get a house because then you have to provide, you know, for your family. To me, that is this sort of black and white version of what responsibility in life is meant to be. Mm-hmm. The other to me is what adds so much more color to what your life is, saying, well, yes, you do need to be responsible, but all of these other things in between, that's where like I don't know why I keep picturing this in my head, but to me, that's where the flower really blossoms the most because you have this outside fertilizer involved in it. You have bees pollinating flowers to take to other flowers, and it's that connection that is what actually what makes it grow as opposed to this plant being like, hey, I'm good. I got my own thing, and at 35, Mm -hmm. then I'll start seeing what's out there. It's like, well, now you've grown, and you've just grown this one direction. You didn't know... There was this other stuff and these other perceptions and these other beliefs and this other type of heartbreak. And you also maybe didn't know that the stuff that you fear is actually shared fears. And the stuff you love is shared experiences 
uh, so that when you got to 35, you were like, oh, man, I, I feel so filled up right. with life and experiences that have educated me that weren't just my own experiences, but other people. And, you know, I think empathy and compassion and stuff comes from that, all that, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I would say personally, and I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be insulting to any culture. Cultures are, are what they are, right. and that's what you're born into and a part right, of, whether you agree vacuum, with it or not. Right. There's, there, are, there are cultural things in the U.S. I think are uh, ridiculous. But um, in my opinion, I think it's more beneficial to start dating uh, younger and if if – if dating and falling in love becomes a distraction that keeps you away from focusing on your career or whatever, then I think that's maybe just who you are. You're that yeah. person that gets distracted by that. Or or maybe you don't care about a car and a house or your career, you know? That's people telling you what your focus of your life is meant to be. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of people uh, – that think that the focus of your life is merely to love people and to help people. Right. And are they wrong? <laughs> because they're like, well, I didn't take care of my career. It's like, well, I don't know. Were you supposed to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I think, too, is like if we're, we're being asked like to start at to start at 19, I would just say like if you waited for a couple of years – Whenever the time is right for you to date, first of all, don't pressure yourself. And secondly, in the actual speci- like specificity of this letter, I would say when you do start dating, understand it's going to more often end in a, I don't want to say bad result, but it's not going to uh, be as fruitful very often as you would like it to be. There's going to be a lot, like... If you wait. Most of the people you meet, you are not going to be in a great relationship with. And most of the people you could be in a great relationship with, you are not going to marry. Yeah. And and some of the people that you could even end up marrying, it might not end up working out. Yeah. Like, what fraction... The fraction of people you would ever come across in your life that is someone you could marry is insane. Right. So allow yourself to know that whether it's at 19 or 23 or 26 or after your car or your house, allow yourself to understand that like that those first couple dates are probably not going to go anywhere. Who knows? Maybe you'll hit the jackpot. Yeah. But allow that to be like, oh, that's okay. My expectation level was low. My hope was high, but yeah. my expectation level was low. Yeah. And allow that to be like. Oh, we went on like two dates. I really like that person. We've gotten letters like that yeah. where it's like, and now they don't text me back. Yeah. Well, then that maybe it's a shitty way of telling you, but they're just telling you they weren't someone you should invest your life in. Yeah. And and just move on. And also your perception of like these things, like your perception is, no, when I start dating, it's because I should get married. I, I think that's dangerous right. thinking that's as well. That's that's hard. You, you've set this finish line and you've set this expectation. Yeah, just keep it light. When genuinely... I think the people that you date or have an experience with, whether it's a couple dates or if it's, you know, 20 years of a relationship. Right. It should still just be this interpretation of like, yeah, we're doing this now and this is who we are. And, and you you commit to it because that's how you have meaningful experiences because of these commitments that you both share. Yep. But I don't think you can look at it as though everything is like finite and this is the end. I mean, you got to look at it like it's that horn that we'll never understand. Dude, stop. Sure. Inside you might find that you have a that finite amount week. of love, but uh, on the exterior, you might have an infinite amount of love to give to other horny don't. people. <laughs> that's where we're leaving it. 
That's where we're leaving it. The dumbest philosophy. Um, um, but thank you for this letter. It's awesome yeah. to uh, have a, a paller uh, reaching out from South Africa. It's cool as shit. I love I it. I Me know too. we have pallers from all over the world, and we've certainly gotten those letters before, but to my knowledge, I don't remember anybody from South Africa, so that's uh, cool as shit, dude. Agreed. Um, thank you for the letter, and uh, hopefully we provided some helpful insight or uh, in some way new perspective, but... Uh, if we didn't, um, that's because Dan and I are fucking idiots, dude. Anyways, uh, your pen pals, Roy Scoville. And Daniel Van Kirk. Wasn't so long ago. A podcast network. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.